Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I think the following Patreon listeners. Azurion, Brownie Davis, Brittany Wilson, Tom Bransfield, Darcy Ross, Adam Bueller, LLB760, Matt Hill, Nate T, and Mike's Mind. Thanks for helping us get to the depths of the heart. It's actually a person standing in front of that desk uh, that, for all intents and purposes, should be dead, as you see what looks like 13 knives in various points of his body. Uh, several in his chest, some of his arms, some of his legs, and you, re- and you and one definitely in his throat. Human, elf, drow? Human. And as you three enter, the door closes behind you. Yeah, Enos kind of like looks at all these knives and kind of leans over towards Quinn and kind of, you know, mouths like, Do you think he knows about the... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the FanDuel Actual Play Podcast, where we are going to the world of heart, a world of venturers, well, delvers, who dive into the depths of the world, into a realm of blood-soaked Lovecraftian madness. It's a world of myth, magic, and horror. And I'm here with three other players of the Fanable crew to play this wonderful, strange game by Grant Howard. And for those wondering, it's in the same world as Spire, where uh, the drow trying to fight the evils of the High Elves. And that's happening to Spire up above. But down here, these are the regular folks who are trying to, well, fight the this universe version of Cthulhu to gain riches and spoils. And hopefully not go mad in the process. We start in the city of Derelictus. Derelictus is the city in between. In, above the spire, where the high elves and the drow live, below is the hidden depths of the heart, where various adventurers go to gain loot and stuff. And it is literally the most normal city imaginable. It is here where the various artifacts from the depths of the heart are sold, but it is a place of normalcy, which is very different from the depths below. And there are certain people here who have been in the depths for so long that being here in normalis in this world in a city of just so normal is something sweet like candy. And how do each of these people enjoy this moment? Uh David, who are you, your character, and what's going on? Hey everybody, this is Dave, and I am plain. I almost read Dan's character's name. Uh Quinn Moreau. Quinn Moreau is a Penitent Vermissian Knight, which is a person, also a knoll, um, so small dog person, um, or com- average height dog person. Uh, and a Vermissian Knight is, okay, listeners, buckle up, because I just read about this, so you're going to, this is the best I'm going to be able to give you. In the world of heart, in the city of heart, at one point, psycho engineers tried to open up a alternate reality in order to build a train system that would transport people around the massive city, but instead broke the city because of everything I just said. So imagine if instead of making a cute little call box for the police, the Time Lords just rent time space asunder trying to make the very first what is that thing called uh bigger on the inside oh uh tardis tardis thank you 
So that's effectively what happened. Or if Doc Brown from Save uh, Back to the Future, not Save by the Bell, Back to the Future, rent time space asunder. Um, so a Vermissian knight is someone who adheres to a knight's code and wanders the Vermissian uh, tunnels, these extra planar um, train tracks that go to all imaginable and non-imaginable places and incorporates technology that they find there into a suit of armor and seek to, as far as I can tell, help people that they find there, not get sucked into a nightmare plane or, you know, uh, distributed into many different insects that sing and things like that. It's very strange. It's like the strange. There we go. It's like the strange. Um, and my character uh, is a knoll, as I said before. He is penitent. That is his calling. And in that game, in this game, that means that he has something to uh, something to make amends for. The order of uh, Vermissian Knight, uh, which I'm not even going to bother try to name. Uh, they all wear these cloaks that have whose hoods are mechanical um, birds. So that when they wear their hood up, just like a foot above them, it looks uh, like a giant crow's head. Uh, think about uh, in Labyrinth, the guy with the talking hat. Um, yeah, it's so stimulating being your hat. That one. Uh, so when my character wears his hood up, it looks like a crow person, like a normal sized, human sized crow person. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, we're going to say that his order's name are the Carrion. And they pick through they they pick through what is left of the Vermissian uh, and try to help people. And that is my character as far as I can tell. Hey, everybody, this is Billy and I am playing Lind Vassell and I am a high elf. I unfortunately suffer from an affliction, you see. As a child, I was not meant to survive. I was prone to overheating. It is a disease brought upon by the gnolls from the desert. I was going to die when my parents did something rather unorthodox. They went to a witch, a drow witch, and she saved my life. And since then, I have been suffering from the curse of empathy. I feel for creatures below my station. I hid it for a while, but whatever that witch did to me, the High Elves eventually found out. And so I, I went to the only place that called to me, which was the Heart. The heart wants what the heart wants, they say. And it wants me. But before I allow it to take me, I must know where I belong in the heart. So that's where I am. I am a witch with the calling of heart song. And I will help those in need. It is my curse. Because I care about these creatures even though I am told I shouldn't. Yeah, hey guys, uh, I'm Dan, and I am playing Inith Denarian, the uh, junk mage, enlightened junk mage. 
uh, he is a, a human, uh, and uh, he knows it. Humans, I mean, they, they don't care. They don't care about the high elves, they don't care about the drow, they don't care about anything else. They care about themselves and what they're doing. And what this particular human cares about is one thing and one thing only, enlightenment. And by enlightenment, I mean knowledge. I mean getting to know everything that there is to know about absolutely everything. And there's only one place you go if that's what you want. It's called the heart because it's got everything and it's making more everything every single moment that passes, which is absolutely insane when you think about it. When you think about it, there's infinity down there and it's growing. It's getting bigger every second. And if you're looking at infinity, how can you even think about such concepts as, as scarcity or, or, or limits? Uh, there aren't any. Uh, therefore, I should be allowed to have this book and not have to pay for it because there are infinite books. Just right down there if you just go and get them, is what I'm trying to say, is what Ineth is saying to the bookseller in the city, uh, who is absolutely not buying uh, his crap. Sir, you have to pay like everyone else. But I'm not like everyone else. That's that's what I'm trying to. Hey, hey, is that guy over there? I think he's touching the books with dirty with dirty hands. Oh, oh, he is getting them all kinds of wait, dirt. Wait, what? Right, swipe. Hey, wait, hey. Should David and me also discuss oh, yeah. what our characters are doing? Yes. What are you guys actually doing right now? Oh, wait, so Dan's character, Yeneth, is stealing books, which I just want to say is the most normal thing Dan has ever done. Yes. <laughs> David, do you know what your character's doing? Probably slowly navigating uh, the shops outside of uh, the various taverns where, from the description I read, people meet here to basically plan their, uh, their delving. So he is uh, just accumulating food. And survival stuff to go back into to go back into the heart. Uh, I'm in something called a whimsical house, which is something the uh, high elves have set up down here. The high elves that's been banished uh, down here. Uh, and the what a whimsical house is basically, um, you know, it shows uh, Lind is sitting with several other high elves and the whole place is dirty but it's a mockery of fancy it's kind of like a you know they're trying to make this look fancy and they're all drinking from chipped glasses but they this is just an act to act like they're better than them and they bring a young drow couple out and everybody watches and laughs a couple like it's a comedy as this uh, drow couple is just whipped and tortured in front of them. And as everybody's like clapping their hands in appreciation of like, wow, this is artwork. Uh, the camera zooms in on Lind and half his face that, that is covered with shadow. Uh, there's a single tear rolling down his eyes. Um, and then the camera shifts to, you know, the must have ended. And he's like quickly walking out of the whimsical house, ashamed that he cried during it and hoping that no one saw him. And he's moving towards that tavern where he said he would meet his fellow travelers whenever, whenever that is. Yep. And you guys are going to, did you, uh, Quinn, did you name the tavern? Uh, no, I did. Uh, not, oh. I did not. Uh, oh. St. John's <laughs> Rublick mouse. <laughs> So you head out to St. John's Frublic. I'm just going to call it the Chip Skull. Uh, you head to the Chip Skull. Uh, all, all of you eventually meet up because you're there for a very important thing. Like you, you're there 
this is sort of a mini vacation derelictus, but you need to go back down, not only to explore, but to go on, say, missions for people, because people pay you in resources, which is an actual resource in this game. And you're there to meet Levadre, a a uh, human uh, a human woman, uh, some sort of magical person. You're not exactly sure the specifications were magic, but she's said, contacted you guys through a messenger saying that she wants you for a job. And you head off to the Chip Skull. The Chip Skull is one of the bigger taverns in Derelictus, but doesn't make it any more cleaner as you go inside. And it is literally like biggest dive bar you have ever seen. Uh, full of tables, of, like it looks like two sets of uh, of bars and of various races, all of them drinking, talking to each other. Most of them not really caring about the dirt and filth because the beer is the beer is relatively okay. And, it, and there's plenty of dark corners to do business. Yeah, when Lin walks in, uh, his cloak is as white as can be. It's very much reminiscent to of what the uh, topside high elves wear. But if you look closer, you realize he has. There's several patches. It's it's very much like the whimsical house. It's supposed to look fancy, but if you look close enough, you realize it's a farce. And he throws his uh, hood back, revealing his large pointed uh, ears. And his long black hair, uh, and he looks around trying to spot where Quinn was supposed to be uh, at. Uh, Quinn is currently uh, sitting, uh, or he's, the bird man uh, is moving over to the table with a mechanical whir as the bird looks around with eyes that turn uh, red and black as they make a shutter sound as they open and close. And a table of other prospective delvers who are hunched over maps and looking at them and using various tools to map out where they're going to go look up and immediately just clear out leaving him the entire table and he sits down lind immediately works to uh, moves towards quinn and takes a seat next to him uh, we were in luck i was able to um repair the at him that uh, was damaged as well as get supplies for our next run down below uh how is everything here uh through mechanical uh worrying says fine things seem to be calming down up here no trouble has yeneth arrived yet he was supposed to be the one to speak with this human they speak the same language apparently Though it seems we all speak the same language, but you know how Yeneth is in his words. It's an accent thing. Uh, he is running late. Uh, I assume another trait of the humans. Mm, of course, it's endearing. I'm told, and two other humans. <laughs> he snorts and then Lin leans back and tries to ignore the glances from a couple drow that are way in the back. Right. Yenith, do you alright? Yeah, just about that time, uh, the door opens and there's Yenith looking outside, going like, "No, no, no, stay, stay here, Maurice, stay, stay. I'll be, I'll be right. I'll... Okay, good, good, good boy. Don't bite anyone." And he comes inside, <sighs> lets out a, a kind of a breath, reaches under his uh, his raggedy cloak, and pu- pulls out that book that he uh, just recently stole, rips out one of the pages, and starts chewing on it as he walks over to the table and kind of flumps down across them both. Hey, sorry I'm late. I just uh, had to get something. Were you running late or were you simply running? I he was says running. He notes a few people running by the window. <laughs> Look, where'd he go? <laughs> both things can be true at the same time. We are basically like 
five feet above where it, where all the weirdness hits. So, yes. Then, well, we can at least be grateful that the, your our contact has not come yet. And at that, the doors swing open, and in uh, comes in a rather uh, tall uh, a woman with uh, Asian features with a long flowing uh, robe. Uh, with various patterns across it uh, that looks like sort of like stars and moons, but the, but they're actually shifting around in sort of like circling around the robe, which is, to be 100% honest, very expensive to do and not really necessary in any way. So this, this is sort of a showing off thing on her part. And she walks and looks around. Weird flex, but okay. Mm-hmm. And starts walking forward. Is that the one? The the mechanical bird words as it just looks at you, cock, <laughs> <laughs> like cocking its head a little. Is that the one? Yep. Levadre looks at Yuneth. Are these two your t- companions, Yuneth? Ah, yeah, 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 these two. Ready to go. All right, so he looks at the knoll and the elf. And then she first puts a chair back and is about to sit down, looks at the chair. <sighs> steals herself and then sits down on the chair. And before she sits down, my character will stand up. Or in one fluid motion, uh, take a cloth that he got, a bed, like a a blanket that he just bought, and throw it over the chair for her. She she nods that you appreciate it. The bird nods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The bird nods. She sits down. I have been told by Yenith that you three, total, are good at retrieving things. It's kind of our specialty, after all. For those things that can be retrieved, or some, sometimes you simply discover them again. Mm-hmm. And for the things that the heart wants us to retrieve. I will say this. Although you are skilled, I do not... This should be an easy job. You have to grab... That's take it. Something. I stand up. <laughs> <laughs> you will need to simply take something that's already going to be given to me. I have a friend in the God of Corpses. Who is going to give me a book? When you give me the book, I'll give you payment. Simple as that. He's there to give you in a nice, civilized part of the heart. Question, uh, yes. Jesus. Heart. Uh, I believe you said heart of a god or corpse? the god of corpses is the name of the place. So, what is that? Like, do should we roll for that? Does anybody know what? I'm the- gonna say you don't need to roll. I'm gonna say, Lind, you're aware of this place. There is a part of the heart where it is said that a god died. There's no evidence it was a god, although there is a body of a very large being that people live inside, so most people assume this god. And you know that there's various religious sects inside of that place that worship the place and live inside it and basically take the sacred uh, meats and oils and everything inside and use them for various stuff. There's actually a religious sect in there that believes that there's seven sacred elements, ailments that they serve inside of the god corpse. Okay. Dangerous, yeah. or she said civilized. It's but civilized area. It... You can, like it's 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 a it's a place where you can go for like to buy stuff and like okay, press okay. Stuff. So it's it's an actual local city down there. It's just inside of a corpse. I look towards Yeneth and Quinn and just kind of nod my head as if to say, "It is a civilized area." She's not lying there. Hey, who doesn't want to hang out inside a corpse of a god? Mm-hmm. And the best way, from what I understand, to head there, and the easiest, as far as I know, is through the dead way. Which is sort of a, as I understand it, a path uh, that various uh, members of the religious sects go to go from derelictus down to the god of corpses. If it's safe enough for them, it should be safe enough for you. Yes, because pilgrimages are always safe for those following the path of truth and enlightenment. 
See, he understands. That was sarcasm. Oh, I wasn't aware your people were able to do that. I apologize. Anyway. Why us? You're available and relatively cheap. But for a book? Like I said, it's a simple job. I just need the book. Very simple. Mm-hmm. So again, madam, mm. why a, a knight, a magician, and a high elf? She looks at you for a few seconds. It's simply because I would like to think that should we happen upon some sort of resistance, you might think, will they remain loyal to me if I lie to them? Because if we do run into resistance and they make a better offer and they tell us the truth, then, honestly, who are we serving? Give me a discern roll. Mm-mm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's a skill? That is, in fact, a skill. Yeah. That is a skill. Mm-hmm. Nope. And what are we trying to get above, Jesus, usually? Uh, if a six is you succeed with stress seven above. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I just got the one die. You've got, uh, well, let's see here. Uh, I said, and domains that associate with this, I'm going to say is Haven, if you have that. Nope. All right, then I it's just going to be the one die. You got a six. You succeed, but with some stress. And I'm going to say just D4 stress on your, and this is going to be a D4 for your fortune. And you take, uh, oh, you only take one stress. And there's no way for me to roll a, below a one, so you're fine. Okay. But I still took a, a fortune, uh, a ding a to fortune my fortune. stress. Okay. As you ask her the question, she just eyes you. You still succeed with a mm-hmm. six, I believe. But she just eyes you. She's like, fine. I have heard that there was an attack at the temple my friend, Rakesh, is at. I don't know much more information. He should be fine. But in case there's trouble, that's why I hired you three. Yeah, I will include hazard pay if there is hazard. Hey, should have led with that. Mm. And what is the price that you are giving us? You keep on saying you will pay us a price. I would mm-hmm. like to know the said price. It's a vi- high elf thing. There are several heart artifacts I have in my possession you may be interested in. I know I am. As soon as she says heart artifacts, he kind of nods his head as if, Mm -hmm. you know, money's nice, but a heart artifact, that... Yep. mm, We get our heart cash. (laughs) How many heart artifacts and how many do we get to choose from? Three of you, three artifacts. Out of how... It's our choice which artifact is ours. You have you are a collector, I can tell. You are an a collector who likes to mm, show off their wealth. You have more than I would say ten artifacts at your disposal. Uh you will allow us to view six of them and choose the 
three favorite ones of our choice. Is that agreed upon? Fine. Then we have a deal. You have our loyalty until this entire endeavor is complete. Very well. His name, he is a gnome. No, sorry, gnome. <laughs> Wrong game. He is a gnoll named Rakesh. He is one of the... It's a cult. Oh, they're all cults down there. But he is the leader of one of these sects. I can't remember the exact name. The 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 sacred ailment or the, the sacred boil. or It's a sacred something. Uh, go to him. He knows who I am. Tell him, and I'm there for the book. He'll give you the book, and you can head back. Of course. And we will make sure not to mention to Rakesh that you don't remember the name of a cult of a, such a dear friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Thank you for this opportunity. And please, if you are happy with our service, please feel free to announce in great detail of our success when we return. Oh, I will. And she stands up, uh, pats herself a little bit, and starts walking out. All right, take care. We'll be back soon. Mm -hmm. Humans. Then he looks towards Yeneth and just kind of shrugs, like, yeah, sorry, I said it. I mean, now nah, we're all pretty terrible. So quick with their dying and aging, they're always in a rush, and yet always not on time. It's frustrating. Quinn, hmm. are you aware of the uh, way through this um, path she suggested? Is there another one that you would suggest? If the client wants us to take this... Path of the Dead, or whatever, the Dead Way, charming name as it is, then we should take it if it is adjacent to the Vermisian and we need to leave it, then we can take the Vermisian. But therein lies a very treacherous way. Yeah, yeah, it does. The dead way sounds, at least, the dead way implies death. That offers a finality. The Vermisian cannot make the same promise. Acceptable. We are in agreement, then. And he stands up as if he has nothing else to do but to walk directly towards wherever this dead way is. Oh, 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 we're leaving now. Okay, uh... You got this, right? You got you got the bill? He says, uh, pointing at Quinn as he starts following Lynn down. The knoll, so my my snout, like, pokes out from the base of the bird mask, and you can see that the snout sniffs a couple times and then looks at the bill, and the bird just, the mechanical bird head just watches as Yeneth <laughs> walks out. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Narr oh, mechanical you eyes, like, were as they narrow and watch him leave. <laughs> <laughs> All you want. Later. Out the door. Uh, Yeneth, as you are waiting outside, uh, you see the first uh, signs of trouble as you note there's a beggar outside. And as soon as Lind exit, he spots the beggar and you could see the irritation in his eyes as he tries to ignore the beggar. Tries his hardest, but two, three, four seconds go by before Lind is fishing into his like meager supplies to pull out some rations, and then he just offers it up towards this beggar. Please leave me alone, he says as he, uh, the person starts thanking him. And then he, uh, the person runs off, and he looks towards Yeneth, and then looks away ashamed. 
And it's just like looking at him, like shaking his head, like you just can't help yourself, can you, buddy? And uh, it is, yeah. it is all part of my plan. Maurice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, out from around the corner comes a a mangy, uh, flea bitten looking wolfhound, uh, which is apparently part of my equipment. So I am using calling him Maurice. What? That's that's awesome. It's on my character sheet. Oh wow, nice! I have, it's a wolfhound. I have a wolfhound. A, a, a like a, a rangy. Uh, what's it called? A uh, scrappy wolfhound. Cool. Nice. So you guys prepare to head into the depths of the heart. Now in this game, there's uh, there's landmarks, which is places like derelictus, the main places where you can go to rest up or where important missions are or important events happen. And then there are delves, the places in between, the the, the traveling you do in between those these important locations. So what we're going to go to is a delve, the depths of, uh, the, at least this current delve is the dead way, the path between Derelictus and the God of Corpses. How this works is it's not, it's not really, it's more of a series of events or encounters along the path. So basically I'm going to describe what's happening around you. Uh, basically, and one of you would say roll to see how you would try to resolve this problem. If you succeed, uh, you would roll your delve dice. If you don't have an, a, any equipment, it's automatically a D4. But Lind and Yeneth, and I believe, Quinn, do you have any sort of delve equipment on you? Uh, Quinn does not have anything. Quinn? Oh, right, because you can see his character. Yeah, so basically, so basically, whenever they use your skill roll and you succeed in a roll, you, you, you roll your delve, and it goes against, it fights against the resistance of the delve itself, which I know what it is, okay? So... You, get, you guys begin traveling into the heart, into the path known as the Dead Way. Uh, as you start walking, you begin to realize why it's called the Dead Way. Like uh, Levadre told you, this is a place where pilgrims go to the God of Corpses, and not all of them make it. And it seems there's a certain ritual regarding that. If one of their companions die, uh, they make sure to somehow, you're not exactly sure how, preserve the party body in some way and leave them in poses along the way to honor their deaths. So as you're traveling along the paths, you do see various people in various poses in 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 various stages of decomposition because not all of them are preserved very well. So some of them are, are in praying positions. Some of them are just uh, basically uh, just sit, lying down like they're asleep. A few of them are in looks of pain and horror. I guess some people are weird like that, but as that's what the path has you keep walking on. I mean, they, they live in a corpse and worship mm-hmm. the corpse. I'm going to say that's not that... That kind of tracks. Yes, yeah, essentially. I, I keep I keep Maurice from, from trying to chew on any of the fresher ones. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. So you have uh, a wolf an animal? Yep, a wolf You have hound. a yep. wolfhound. Yep. Uh, okay. Oh, this is the same... This is the same world where I played a jackal... Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. This is gonna be cool. Yeah. And as you're there uh, traveling, you start hearing what looks like the sound of someone chewing dried meat, and you see crawling along the uh, along the floor in in front of your path a large uh, larva that seems to be just eating one of the eating one of the bodies in front of you. It hasn't noticed you yet. And it has a large yellow hat and big sunglasses. And as it wrenches its neck up to you, it bites more meat and says, snip into its Tim Tim. <laughs> exactly. What the, hell, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> what do you guys do? And so this is, we're going to tell you what we do. And then we roll a delve. 
No, no. One of you tell me what to do, and basically I'll tell you what skills and domain. Oh, by the way, I should also mention that the domain for this place, the domains associated with this place, is religion and Warren. All right. If you have those. I have religion. Yep. I have nothing. So, Dan, you should probably take over and decide. uh, Dan or Dave? Is there a way to move around the creature? You tell me. What are you going to try to do? I'm going to try to move around the creature. I'm going to look at Yeneth and Lind and say, I think we can leave the creature undisturbed. So long as it leaves us undisturbed. After all, if you were eating dinner and a man crossed through the room, would you get up to attack them? It depends how fresh I want my meat. That Okay, if you're going to go around it, you're going to have to give me a sneak roll. All of us or just one? Just one of you. Yeah, I have no sneak. Mm-hmm. Really? Any do sneak? sneak? No mm-hmm. sneak. Nope. No sneak, so that's one die, but do you have religion or Warren as a domain? I have religion. I do so not. Who, so who wants to sneak then? I can sneak. I mean, I guess I've got religion, so... You've got religion, and you don't have sneak, so basically it's just going to be two dice. All right. And it is the oldest of time religions here in the heart. <laughs> Let's see here. I rolled a 10 and a 7, so I guess I take the 10. You take the 10. Critical success. Fuck yeah. Very nice. And because it's a critical success, <laughs> you look I'm up, not sure... You look up at the, the grub like, Tommy? Tommy Grubman? Oh my <laughs> god, I haven't seen you in forever! Yep. Now, I'm not sure if this is that cruel, but I'm just going to go with it because it's fun. Uh, because you're evil to easily go around it, I'm going to say that your Delph dice for... Uh, you're going to roll your Delph, and I'm going to say it bumps up for this one particular roll from a D6 to a D8. Okay. So roll a D8 for me real quick. So that... that that uh, So the, the having the Wolfhound means I roll a D6 instead of the default D4, and since I'm as you're giving me an extra, so I'm rolling a D8. Got it, got it, got it, got it. God damn it! That's an eight. I I I, I don't think I can show you. Yeah, you, I, yeah, you, you can well, kind of see it. Yeah, there we go. Eight. See, that's a that's definite. That's a definite eight. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is what's happening. This is Tommy because Grubman. I planned this. He, yeah, the I, dude I, owes I, me money. <laughs> here's the thing. I had planned this as an easy delve just to give you guys an idea of what what delving was like. I didn't expect to roll this well. The resistance of this delve is eight. So you guys quickly just go past this one particular worm and continue on to travel undisturbed. So what does a resistance of eight mean, just real quick? Basically, it's uh, you fight. It's basically something you have to whittle down like light, HP. And once that once HP is done, you're done with this particular, you're done with this journey, and you're at the next location. Okay, okay, I, I, I've, I've got it. Then uh, to, to explain why that why, why that happened, because you know, you gotta you gotta integrate my religion domain somehow. Uh, so I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. So we're walking down, and we see this this you know giant corpse eating grub thing, and uh, and you know, we're like, all right, you know, maybe we can get around it. We can find a way to for, you know for to to move around so it can't see us. And as we're discussing this, uh, Yeneth kind of like looks around and sees that the way the corpses are arranged on the wall. Uh, right behind the grub uh, fits a specific pattern for this cult uh, that they, basically the corpses are arranged in sort of a, a starburst kind of pattern, which he knows uh, actually means sort of like uh, uh, walkway or passageway in, in, in the symbols that they use. So he's like, I've got an idea. And what he did is like, alright, everybody stay out of sight, stay out of sight. And, uh, and of course he's going to use the uh, the wolfhound, because that's going to integrate that, so he can get that, that delve. 
and he tells Maurice, he kind of like looks around, finds a bone like jutting out of a wall, and goes to Maurice, 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 go fetch! Throws the bone uh, in such a way that Maurice chases after it, catching the grub's attention, which immediately just turns around, trying to go after Maurice, who barely even notices because he's he has run off into the distance to grab the bone, and as it turns around, it smashes into that wall of bones and corpses behind it, which kind of collapses, revealing a sort of an offshoot, a, a branch way, uh, which, having been sealed before, is completely free of any other further obstacles or, or, or creatures or challenges. Like, this way, this way, this way, come on! And Maurice eventually catches back up with us as we cut our travel time and uh, and manage to make the rest of the way fairly easily. I will I will hand it to you, humans. You are always good for a shortcut. It's all about having a dog. It's all about having a dog. What else do you expect from the species? That reinvented guns. I think they lack a certain romantic quality, but I have to respect the technological endeavor. Yeah, you know, pats the the pair of old fashioned pistols out of his uh, hip. And goes like, "Yeah, you really do have to respect them." <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to. That got me. <laughs> yep. And you guys continue traveling uh, through uh, rocks because it's only the first tier of the heart, and the first tier of the heart isn't where a lot of the really weird stuff is yet. So basically, the walls aren't made of blood or anything weird like that. They're mostly made of stone. Until it is made of heart, as you see, as you go into what looks like a a large cut in what if it lo- over what looks like a large the leg of a large being, you go inside, and you go into what looks like a large space. The god of corpses, a far you can see far from the distance, various houses inside of this large corpse. You look up and you see what looks like a rib cage with like blood and what looks and skin at the top. And you see all around you what looks like various peoples in various cloaks talking to each other. Some of them praying the air. What kind of creature? You said a giant leg. Is it like a biped, quadruped, a centipede? It's assumed to be humanoid. It's hard to see. The body is massive. But they mapped the inside because the the rest of the body is covered in rock and stuff. Like this location is It's a buried corpse. It's a buried corpse, essentially. So we entered through the heel. Yes. Walked up a long time, and now we're in the rib cage. Exactly. This is gross. Yep. My character, uh, Lind, is spinning around, his brows furrowing a little bit before he finally just decides to sigh and walk towards one of the cloaked figures Mm -hmm. and says- Uh, Yeah, you see a, a, a shortest drow? Yes. He kind of winces, not really wanting to talk to a drow, but hey, beggars can't be choosers. And he's like, I'm looking for Brakesh. Brakesh, Brakesh. Uh, do you mean the leader of the sac- of the sacred scabs? My character just, again, squints. I suppose so. Can you point us in that direction? Ah, uh, yes, he's right past a spleen. He points. Oh, I'm glad. Spleen I'm, uh, my character. <laughs> Yes. Watch out for the spleen gangs, though. They're vicious. How so? They like to stab you a lot. Ah, well, well, checks out. Th- that checks out. And <laughs> he turns away from this this drow. Praise his- the seven ailments. May you suffer one of them one day. 
I'm suffering many now, and he is walking on. Oh, glory be! Glory be! He suffers from one of the sacred ailments. Oh, boils! And he is walking away. <laughs> and oh, God. With, uh, with the mention of uh, some sort of gang activity, yeah. Zeus, Quinn is going to stand in between Lynn and Yeneth as they exit. You know, camera pans mm-hmm. down. And it just shows them center of the shot panning away as they walk out of whatever that was. Mm -hmm. And Quinn is going to open up his robe, which exposes a mechanical whirring insignia that locks up in different uh, positions, always showing the the, a different version of the insignia of the railroad, uh, which Mm -hmm. all uh, Vermissian knights bear uh the mark of on their on their chest plate effectively saying like oh my gang sim- i guarantee my gang symbol is big is better than yours <laughs> fair enough and you walk the numerous paths uh you do see every once in a while what looks like a head pop out of a window looking at the three of you a few of them looking suspiciously then see the knight and just consider it's like no nah, we're good and back off lind you- make sure to keep his hood up mm-hmm and you eventually uh, reach what looks like a smallish temple, only like two floors, that seems to be made of wood and stone and various bits of bone. Well, I suppose this is where the scabs meet. And he moves towards the door. And it, he's not opening it. He looks towards Yanith and Quinn, hoping that they can open it. Because gross. It's only a little wet. No, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that because I ain't touching it. Who opens the door? Is it wet? Is it shiny? That's a question for someone other than Lynn to answer. (laughs) I'll open it. Yeah. Okay. I rip it with my, like, you know, Mm -hmm. massive armored hands and open it up. The door slowly opens and you look inside and it, a brief look around, you do see a couple of people standing around talking to each other, but you with your trained eye, Quinn, look around and realize uh, the place has been cleaned up a bit, but there has been an attack here recently. Ah, there's a sniffing uh, as my snout sniffs the air, but the crow hat arches his head back like, oh, you fucking kidding me, kind of uh, expression. And then both faces look towards um, uh, Yeneth and Lind. There was an attack here. If anyone survived, they're not here now. Take a look around. Try not to touch anything with bare hands. Mm -hmm. Did you say there were some people? No, here? I said there were people around. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I said, said the place looked like it was cleaned up, but there was a recent oh, attack. I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you said cleaned out. No, no, sorry. My mistake. In which case, <laughs> right. I turn around and say there was an attack here recently, but it seems like they've cleaned the place. Be on your guard. She did mention that there was an attack, I believe. Well, let's. Uh... Let's head off and find someone. And he's going to move towards the closest person. Uh, no, I'm actually not going to the closest person. I'm looking for the person who has the nicest robes or looks to be the leader or whoever these people are talking to. And he's going to snap for their attention. Uh, you look around and you being high off, no, easily knowing status when you see it, easily see in a bright snot green robe. Uh, a large gnoll with uh, just a what looks like just a sickly looking mouth. Look, looks uh, talking to two or three uh, who you assume acolytes. I'm here to speak with Brakash. 
You're talking to the Knoll? Yes. He uh-huh. says, just uh-huh. not even waiting for them to stop talking. Mm-hmm. The Knoll looks at you. Uh, you see one of his uh, massive eyes is cataract. Then he looks back, nods his head at the two, two acolytes, and they walk off. How can Brakesh help you? Uh, I found him. Delightful. Your friend has sent us to retrieve the book that you owe her. Ah, the book, The Desecration of Hope. Yes. How uh, unfortunate. They stole the book, didn't they? Yes, they did. Well, that was easy to discern. Okay. Mm. Who stole the book? Where did they go? And why did they steal it? The book is, I guess, of some historical value. That's why I decided to give it to my friend Levadre. As for who took it, it was a few members of the gang, I believe, the spleen gangs. But also they were headed or bed headed by someone I I can only describe as a librarian. Is there a library in this body? Not really. I mean, there's a sacred text in various temples, but there's no library. But just, just this being just exuded librarian. This is my surprised face. It's the same as your other face. Exactly. Now, before I have to show you my very angry face, where did they go? What direction? You said there was a librarian leading them. Where would someone of academic importance want to take a book from a snot-filled temple? We are not the Temple of Snot. We were the Sacred Scabs. The Temple of Snot is about a, a little past the stomach. I, The stomach. I would have assumed it would have been higher up, but I guess that makes us both the fools. <laughs> now tell me, where did they go? I would not know where this librarian came from. The spleen gans are would be near the spleens. You can go to their, their ter- ter- territory and ask them. The spleen it seems to be a massive place. I mean, my spleen is as big as some say, uh, uh, many organs in my body. So, with that in mind, could you pinpoint where the spleen? gang might be located within the rather large spleen of this undead god. Give me a discern roll. I was trying to compel him, but okay. No, you can comp- give me a compel. Yeah, compel makes more sense. Alright, um, so that is I'm guessing a religion would help me, but I have a yep. cult. A cult actually would also help you in this as well. Alright, so that is three d10s, I believe. Yep. Oh, here's the thing. Uh, I believe this is also a rule. You guys can also help him, adding, basically giving him an extra d10. But if he gains any stress, you guys gain stress as well, just so you know. So I need to get above uh, above a six? You, yes, above a six. I got a three, a five, and a ten. Critical success again. Nice. I've got to make things risky from the future, apparently. So. No. No. No, I can't. No, I'm gonna no, do it. Don't, uh, anyway, no, don't, don't do it. Just because we've yeah, had he, some he, lucky rolls, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, dude, I got. I <laughs> no, mean, no, I had I'm, three I'm, I'm just messing with him, messing with you guys. He looks at you a little scared, realizing that you're a high elf. Now, the, the high elves aren't uncommon around. Like they're not like super rare, but there's still there's still enough fear of your people to be like, all right, oh, fine. Uh, it is said that uh, this particular spleen gang recently have been led by a new individual who has taken over the area. A being who calls himself the Cult of Knives. 
I asked where this cult, then where would this he cult res- of knives reside? He resides, he resides in one of the larger built, uh, one of the larger buildings near one of the scabs near, uh, the, sp- in the center area of the spleen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We will be back with this. No, we will not be back with this book. Once we get it, we will be on our way. Very well. It was good meeting you. I'm glad that the Knolls do have a sense of humor. Because I can only assume that was a joke. And he turns away and heads out of the church. Again, hear- not opening the door. <laughs> he just waits there. And you hear, may you suffer one of the sacred elm ailments, but not one of the good ones. High blood pressure! <laughs> That's not even a disease! <laughs> Well, in America. (laughs) And we are, I guess, I don't know much about spleens, Jesus, but Mm. I'm going towards the center of one. Okay, you're going towards the center of the spleen. Now, the thing about these organs is that, uh, like everything else in his body, it's been cut up and there's holes in them. And basically people travel inside of them as much as they travel through the rest of the body. That's so gross. (laughs) It's so gross. I love it. And every footfall is like... Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm just going to have like a board that I just like scoot along in front of me so I can walk <laughs> and I scoot a little further. It's so gross. <laughs> this is just gross. <laughs> so this is like a hollowed out marrow bone or something like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Oh. Well, you, sometimes oh. it's wet. <laughs> and you guys walk over. And as you start walking through the spleen, you see a various uh, homes, uh, tenement buildings, and you see what looks like various people uh, outside of them. That looks... The best way to describe them is basically gangers. People are various uh, clothes with obvious weapons showing as you start traveling through. And as you start walking forward, you look behind you and you see a couple of people following you. From a safe distance. Not getting close or anything, but just observing. As you get to where you think this cult of knives is. Well, it seems that they're respecting. They're just, they're scouts, it seems like. So... I'm going to take like glance towards Quinn to see if he has anything that he wants to add to the situation. But if not... My character's hoping that he can just talk. I mean, it makes sense. He could be able to talk his way into getting this book. People respect high elves. I mean, it's, it's worth a shot number one. And if that doesn't work, yep. then we drown him. Yeah. yeah. It's worth a shot. And if it doesn't work, well, that the next thing is involving a shot as well. <laughs> yep. We tr- we'll, we'll try to be nice once. After that, it's just blood and death and madness. <laughs> And eventually you head and you see you're in front of a building with what looks like these two large, uh, burly humans, a male and a female, uh, obviously, uh, just gangers as well with these, all both of them with these large knives. And yeah, he's just walking forward, not stopping until they They, say stop. They stand in front of the door and he kind of stops as soon as they step in front of him and just looks a little bit confused as if trying to figure out what's going on. And then he just clears his throat. <clears throat> is there a problem? And then he pulls back his hood, revealing his high elf nature. They look at you. They look at each other. Give me a compel roll. I'm guessing this does not involve in cult this time? Nope. Okay, so just two. Yep. I mean, I will include... Uh, I'll include Haven if you have it. Okay. Oh, actually, and also Warren, because these are you're in a cramped spleen. Oh, wait, does anybody want to help me or not? Mm-mm. All right, cool. So I will just, uh, I got a, a, a one and a six. So you succeed, but with stress. 
And for and again, I'm just gonna do a D4. These are just thugs. Sounds good. Just another one. I'm gonna say this one is also towards. I'm gonna say this one is also towards your fortune. You're pushing your luck using your high elf skills all the time. I love it. So I just make a mark in fortune. Yep. And I'm just gonna roll a D12, and hopefully you don't roll a one. Oh, I don't roll a one because you're at two fortune right now, right? Oh, uh, only one. Didn't you get to suffer one before? No, that was that Dave. Was, uh, that was Dave. Oh, it was Dave. Oh, okay, never mind then. They look at each other. Uh, you see one of them uh, quickly pop into the do- it, pop into the building. There's uh, about a minute, and then the woman pops out. Please come in. And we walk right in again, not touching the doorknob. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I, I am. <laughs> I'm very. I'm very much keeping away from touching anything. Uh, and these your boots foot to open everything. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, these boots are going to die. Like they're <laughs> they're going to be purified in fire after I leave this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. One second. Let me just walk right in. Yep. You walk in, and you see a bunch of other gangers all around you, just looking at you, staring. You go into uh, the back of the the that house. You'd open a door, and you see in front of you uh, what looks like a just a fairly large room with a desk. No one else is there except for one person. Kind of. It's actually a person standing in front of that desk. Uh, that, for all intents and purposes, should be dead. As you see, what looks like thirteen knives in various points of his body. Uh, several in his chest, some of his arms, some of his legs, and you real and you and one definitely in his throat. Human, elf, drow. Human. And as you three enter, the door closes behind you. Yeah, he just kind of like looks at all these knives and kind of leans over towards Quinn and kind of, you know, mouths like, Do you, "You think he knows about the?" <laughs> 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 And after a moment, you see this person take out the knife in his throat, take the knife from his throat, pull it out, shove it into his chest, take another knife from his chest, pull it out, put it into his throat, and he goes, how can I help you? I will cut to the point. Right, roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> you attacked Brakash's temple and you took a book from him. That book was something that we were supposed to deliver to a friend of his. We are here to first thank you for retrieving the book for us, and then take it so we may complete our job. The being looks at you, takes out the knife from the throat, puts it in, takes out another knife, puts it in. She didn't attack, but I did. Now. Ah. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is fucking weird. <laughs> Like, that's so weird, my high elf raises a brow. Like, what? <laughs> you know what? Seeing this, give me a guy. I want you guys to give me an endure roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> like, my this high is, elf. This is some weirdest shit you're seeing. Uh, Quinn and Yeneth, uh, raising of my brow like I just did is equivalent to a Chris Tucker scream. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be endure. I'm going to allow the domains uh, a cult. All right. No, oh, cool. I got a cult. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume this is going to be mind stress if we fail, so I'm actually kind of this hoping. This is definitely going to be mind stress if you fail. I'm actually kind of hoping oh. to fail, but let's see. Because I work better when I've got some mind stress. <laughs> yep. Uh, nope, three and nine, so take the nine. Uh, I got a two and an eight. Succeed. <clears throat> got a nine, four and a nine. Jesus Christ, guys. You guys are rolling well. 
Well, I mean, yeah. two two d tens. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's when it's when. Uh, it's, it's oh when wait, no, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. This is gonna. This is supposed to be risky. So you remove your highest dice. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. because oh. it's a risky roll. There's risky and then there's dangerous. So if you risky, you remove the highest dice. If it's dangerous, you remove the two highest dice. Cool. Okay, then I failed. Quick question about that, Jesus. If you Shoot. only have one die, is it a guaranteed fail? How does that work? Like if I'm doing, a- I believe I believe you only succeed on a ten in that case. Okay, cool. Got it. I got believe. It, got you it. St- I think you still have your die, but you succeed only on a ten. Okay, cool. interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, um, so uh, yeah, but in that case, yeah, I failed with a five. Yeah, yeah, I got a okay. four. Everyone takes. Oh, I don't. Four mind stress. Fuck yeah. That's the most twenty twenty roll I've ever heard. Yep. Actually, so, no, it's pretty pretty low for twenty twenty. <laughs> yep. So we're going to determine if anyone suffers fallout on this D twelve. Uh, one one second. I just wanted to. Uh, um, I'm actually going to in the blood. Uh, once per situation, when you take stress uh, to any resistance other than echo, I'll like, I, I can all- allocate it to echo. Okay. So I only took three points of damage, but it's um, okay. it's to echo. I just wanted you to know that. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So first then, uh, let's do yours then, uh, Billy. That's a seven. You're fine. Quinn, mm-hmm. do you have any protection against uh, mind? No, I do not believe I do. It would be a, it's a dot next to your uh, mind. It says no, protections. I don't. No, I don't. That is a 10, you're fine. Uh Yenith. Yeah. Give me. What are you at to right now? 4, just like everyone else. Didn't you have mind protection? I thought no, you had mind No, no mind protection. Oh. No, I want I want my stress for higher because now I You are fine. You don't you guys suffer no fallout. I have that that built-in ravening knowledge ability. Yep. Yeah. If I've got mind stress for or higher, all my spells are cast as with mastery. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I right. there there is power in madness. <laughs> all right. But yeah, you guys took four stress from that. Yeah, basically, anyway. yeah, raises my brow, Chris Tucker scream. <laughs> yeah, Edith, Edith is just like, he's like, he's got like, his eyes are wide, like when a cat yeah. is like hunting, like, oh, <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, Quinn's eyes and the, the, the bird's eyes follow, it shows the reflection in the bird's mechanical eyes of every knife that moves, mm-hmm. and Quinn's hand wraps around his pneumatic hammer very mm-hmm. quietly. I see. For whom am I speaking with? I'm just one of many. Of course. How understandable that is. I am also one of many, and my individuals, such as you might understand them, uh, we would want the book back. So this is not so much a parlay other than an opportunity. You clearly have found some degree of infamy and I suppose I would say he looks around just kind of dismayed security within a spleen of a dead god that could go away if you decide to fight over something so simple as a book so if you give it to us, we will return the book to the person who paid us, and we will make sure that your name is heard up near the spire or anywhere else you would wish to it to be heard. 
That would be, that is unfortunate because uh, I don't longer have the book. Mm. It was given to the one who hired us to do the job. The librarian. Yeah, he exudes that. It's weird. I see. Mm. I see. Where did they go? Uh, the being takes out the knife. Let me talk to my boss. The, put, put, takes out the knife on it, it in the leg, puts it in the throat. Well, before we do that, we should probably talk more business. I mean, sure, it's me nice to be known that people from the top, but we never go to the spire. It'd be weird for me, and I'd probably be dead. I, why would I uh, want anything from you in my little kingdom? Your kingdom. This is a kingdom. This simple building. That corpse. You are a corpse within a corpse. You are a knife embedded within a corpse that resides Thirteen in knives. a corpse. Thirteen embedded knives. Embedded in a corpse. We're all very important people. Each you one of us. are very important people, but you are still stuck in a kingdom made of a corpse. What is your aspirations? What is your wants? Tell me one simple thing. Without asking the others for once, what is it that you want? You made it a point to say that you are thir you are one of thirteen. I want to hear how I can benefit you, not the other twelve, you. Give me a discern. Risky, so you're going to have to get rid of your highest one. Okay, is this uh, any domains? Uh, this is definitely a cult. <laughs> I'm, I'm really <laughs> resigned. I'm really hoping that. Yeah. Uh, I got a seven and a ten. So yeah. ten goes away and seven stays. Nice. You succeed without taking any stress. And you see, you see the other knives in the person's body start to wiggle around. Blood starts to spurt. But the one in the throat shakes even more. More blood starts to pool from the from the throat, and the other ones stop. Well, you bring an interesting proposition that might interest me. How could you accomplish this? How could you make me the most important of the knives? Well, I would say... Hmm. We could take you with us. Oh? Why stay in this corpse when you can be in a corpse of someone far more powerful? Oh, one of you is willing to become my next vessel? Oh, not one of us, no, no. We are delvers. We dig down. But we know of several people who are of great importance, always looking for an artifact. And if that artifact were to slip when they held it in their hand and embed itself into them... Then you suddenly become powerful, rich, no longer serving thirteen, simply serving one. Give me a compel roll. This one is risky. This is the final roll. Okay, I got three on this one then. Mm -hmm. I would like to help. Any, as well. any of you want to help? All right. Remember, you share the stress if mm -hmm. he takes any. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Oh, I remember this from Blades in the Dark. It's very much like only help yep. when you absolutely want to. <laughs> okay, so how does he help? Uh, I he mean, gives you an extra d10. Okay, and what does he do to help me? How do you do? How do you help me, David? Uh, I <clears throat> uh, let's see. This is going to be my. Uh, it's going to be my occult, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and I mutter loud enough so that the knives can 
the, the knives can hear me. And then perhaps you can occasionally send an envoy back to your old kingdom, which would seem like no more than a small fiefdom, a duchy, a barren patch of filthy flesh. You would be sending the message down, if you're interested. You're expanding. How delightful. So this is risky, so that would knock off the highest one? Yes. Uh, the highest one again is 10, mm-hmm. and I got a 6 as my next one. You still take stress. That's fine, but I succeed. Yep. I'll take the stress. Yep. And We'll take sec. the stress, buddy. <laughs> oh, we'll take the stress. You're right. We'll take the stress. Yay. I'm going to say... This is this is going to be fortune. Okay. Both of you take three fortune stress. Uh, I'm just going to again just go right into echo. And okay. Just two. Okay. Uh, so let's do you first then. Uh, what's your current echo? Five. I have one protection. You, nine. Nine. You're fine. <laughs> Quinn. I what's have. your current? What's your current fortune? Four. Four exactly. Is that good? I believe that I'm pretty sure that's good. Uh, let me be 100% sure. Oh boy. Okay. If the result of the D12 is equal or lower, so mm-hmm. you're going to take Fallout. Cool. And it is going to be. One Sorry, second. Dave. Yeah, that's all right. Thankfully, it's going to be minorful. It's fortune, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see which one makes sense. So as we're talking, both our eyes, uh, there's a moment of just like pause as he considers and our, our eyes start bleeding. Oh, boy. You now have the collateral fall. You, uh, your stress is gone now. Cool. But you now have the collateral fallout. The next time you mark stress, a nearby alley marks the same amount. Ally marks the same amount. You then remove this fallout. Interesting. Okay. That's I like dope. it. Yep. I like it. Um, where should I put this? Oh, fallout. Sorry. Collateral yeah. fallout? Yes. Yes. I don't know where you stand, but make sure it's close to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, uh, you hear the person's like, so, um, this is what I suggest. I'll lead you to tell you where it is, but first you're gonna have to pull me out and then, um, run. I see. Well... And I take a few steps uh, towards the man, towards this human, and then look back towards Quinn and Yeneth, waiting for them to nod. How do you see, Knife? Through your eyes? What eyes? I just see all around me. I can see your very essence. Hmm. Ready when you are. I yank out the knife. I push over the corpse, like like, so it hits the desk. And hopefully tumbles, and we are running! And as you're there running, uh, Yeneth. Yeah. You're looking at the guy's desk. There seems to be a, something, you can't get a good look, but something valuable on the desk if you want to try to grab it. Oh, of course quick. I do. All right, and you do so. <laughs> so <laughs> we're running back, and then Yeneth's like, nope, nope, going for it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Loot the corpse. Guys, it has a lot of daggers. And, yeah. Oh, they're in me now. <laughs> and you guys are sprinting out i need each of you to give me a endure roll as you're trying to are you wait are you sneaking out you're running out 
Uh, he's he just said we're okay. yeah. yeah, okay, So right, you guys are giving me a, a endure roll. I'm gonna say you can try to use Haven or Warren, whichever one. So if I have a resource, I could use that if I wanted. If it because it says D8 comma Haven. Uh, no, be, resources are different things. Okay, so yeah. what does? Okay, I won't ask what they are. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll explain resources in a second. But you, uh, resources can be used to purchase things. Uh, to uh, they can also be used to basically some uh, character classes can use resources to like gain HP and stuff like that. Great, no, that's all I need. Yeah, no, thank you very much. No okay, problem. so endure, endure, yes. Uh, Jesus, uh, first before I'm rolling, at any point I can roll a d6. Um, if it's equal or under my current echo stress, clear that much stress from echo and roll the mastery on your next action. Yes. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So basically, if I roll under, so if I roll like, so right now my current uh, stress is one, two, three, four, five, five. Mm-hmm. So if I rolled a, I don't know, two, yep, I would get, I would lower that by two, or yep. would I? Okay. No, no, you would, you would. Does it say clear or lower it? Uh, it says clear that much stress. Clear that much stress. So oh, yeah, it would clear that much stress. Cool. And I'm rolling it. Oh, and I got a, I got a three. All right, you lower that much, and your next thing is going to be it with a mastery. Okay. And, oh, and uh, it, oh, cool. And then that will be what I do for this okay. one. All right. So yes, yeah. so, uh, David. Just so you know, for your character, look. If you look at under Vermissian plate. Mm. Yep. You see where it says one session, once per session, you can consume a resource with a technology or occult domain. Mm-hmm. Roll this dice and choose one of those. That's oh what, yeah. So I saw basically, that. that's yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Just so you know. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Got that. You know what else I got? Mm. A one. Ooh. You uh, got a one. It's a 10% okay. chance. It's a one out of 10 chance. It's no, not right, like it's... Right, right. That's not all very right. much David dice, really. <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> uh, what do, we're not there yet. What happens when you have mastery? You roll three mm-hmm. dice. Uh, you roll additional dice. So if I have no mastery current... I have no skill in endure, but now I'm rolling at a mastery because I did that thing. Yes. So that would give me two extra dice. So you have your regular dice. You have? Do you have Warren or Haven? No, I don't. Okay. So and you don't have the skill indoor. No, I just so I you get just mastery. Di- so you just roll two dice. Okay. And is this risky or anything like that? I'm gonna say no. All right. As you're just sprinting out of the spleen. Okay. Things said during a role playing game. And I got a seven. Seven, you succeed. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to roll the one die. I was debating using unorthodox methods for this, but fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a ten. Jesus I am rolling Christ. very well tonight. All right, fine. All right, so as you're sprinting out, uh, the gang is around noticing what the situa- situation is happening. You're running out of the building, running up around the streets. Those who fail take only one blood stress. Oh, and David, you I, absorbed I think, that. Yeah. I, no, I think I take double because I, because uh, I rolled no. a one. I think Listen, when you roll yeah. the one, you get fail double. and take double stress if you critically fail. Yep. So you take cool. two blood, but I think you have how much blood Correct. do you have? Correct. So yeah. I basically I twist wrong on my ankle, <laughs> and there is a sickening even for this area, like, a <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I just keep running on the stump. It's it'll <laughs> it'll, it'll set itself in a second. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. And you guys sprint out of there. We are running like the son of a bitches we are. 
Yeah, with a 10, I, like, scooped up whatever was on that table that looked valuable like, into my robes. You just took, one of the knives as a, took one of the knives as a hostage <laughs> to <laughs> hold a knife to the other knife. <laughs> Nobody move! It's like, I will stab myself with this thing. And once you grab uh, Dan as you're running out, um, yeah. when you have a, a moment to, to calm down and rest up and hide from the gangers, is you grab the resource. We're going to find out what it is because I'm going to roll randomly for it. Uh, all right. I'm going to say it's in that place. The maximum probably is just going to be a... I'm going to say it's a D6 resource. Mm-hmm. And it is a... Eight. It is a Warren resource. Uh, so basically it is... It is a one extremely like gold-plated doorknob. Gold-plated... Doorknob D6 Warren. Cool. Alright. Sweet. If I got enough of these in a bag, I'm set. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, deep cut. And I love it. Yeah, that's an old one. (laughs) Like I said before, you can if your certain classes can use resources to do things, and you can also use it if you're near in a if you're in a landmark that has like a a a shop of some sort, purchase things. But cool, like higher Uh, level equipment if you wanted to. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So I'm once we are like hiding out. I don't know in the liver. That seems right. Yep. Uh. Yeah. We take a moment to breathe, and then uh, we look around. we're look. I mean, this place is a. It's filthy, isn't it? Like it has to be a disease ridden. These people are eating. Yes. Yes. I'm looking around. We're hiding in an alleyway. I am looking around to see if there's any dead bodies nearby. Oh yeah. 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 There's a couple of dead bodies. I pick up the weakest looking one, shove it the dagger into that body, mm-hmm. and just wait for whatever happens to happen. Okay. Uh, you put into the body of what looks like a very sickly uh, looking human. Uh, very imp- uh. A young woman that died in her twenties. This that suddenly opens up her eyes. <gasps> what is what is this? We are here to discuss where to find this librarian. We are waiting. We were able to escape with you. Mm-hmm. Now tell us. Now continue the part of the bargain, or we will leave you in this thing. Uh, well, that's going to be a problem because you need me to lead you to it. I don't know the location, but I can sense his presence. I can sense the presence of anyone I've cut. Well, she has legs, and I step away and wave for him to stand up. This is your body until you do your part of the mission. And then I assure you, you will find a much better upgrade. <sighs> Fine. And she stands up. Oh. Oh, oh. Man, she does She never stretches. This is terrible. She's dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, rigor mortis. I keep forgetting. That's so gross. <laughs> she she never stretches. And what what has she been eating? Oh my god! She needs the blood has pulled everywhere in all the corners. Oh god! <laughs> you know what? To, to stop today him from, on com- this old body. <laughs> you know to stop him from complaining. My character takes out his at him, uh, which is his small dagger, and he makes several quick cuts on the corpse. Uh, mm. He has the men skill just to drain some of the blood, and you do so easily enough. Yeah, I was hoping and now, that was and now, and now the body is covered in blood. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's around here. That's fine. All right. So, yeah, I wave for this dead corpse to uh, start leading the way. And she starts heading off. 
Hey everybody, this is Billy from Fandible Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We loved having you here. If you want to follow more of Fandible's crazy hijinks, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible or at Facebook at Fandible. I know, we're creative like that. If you would like to do more and support us, please feel free to go to our Patreon and donate. Uh, Your donations help us go to cons, buy materials, and just keep our radio equipment working. Thank you so much, and remember... The ink monster wants to eat you!